630 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad. Edmonton's home for breaking news on your favorite teams. This is Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on the voice of your Edmonton Oilers and Eskimos. 630 Chad. Five minutes into the third period, Carolina leading the Islanders 4-1 as they try to sweep that series. Later on tonight, in about half an hour, actually, Stars and Blues in St. Louis. That series is tied 2-2. Reed Wilkins, joined by former Oilers goaltender Joaquin Gage tonight. Joaquin, thanks again for coming in. It's great to see you. Oh, this is great, buddy. Sportsnet's Mark Spector was on earlier, as uh, it appears Ken Holland has become the leading candidate for the Oilers' GM job. Uh, I would expect, I would think a week from now they have a GM. I'm not going to... Uh, I'm not going to say for sure that it's going to be Holland, but he appears to be the top candidate right now. So obviously a story we will uh, keep following here on 630 Ched, the official play-by-play voice of the Oilers and the Eskimos. Uh, Eskimos training camp, May 19th, hopefully. They don't have a CBA. The players have done a strike vote to uh, strike if needed. I would hope not. Yeah. But... We'll keep an eye on that, and we'll have all the Eskimos games for you this season as well. Okay, Joaquin, great to great you stopped by. You played a lot in Europe, mm-hmm. and we were talking off air, and I think people will be interested in this. <laughs> uh, I'll save the fight story for the end all right. or later on. We may just keep you here until we'll just blow through Adler. We'll just keep you here till eleven. Uh, <laughs> you were talking about because you think the size of the ice is quite significant, like very significant, the wider ice. Yeah, no, um, well, I always thought this. I didn't hear anyone actually mention it until I, some, we signed Koskinen. Um, Sean Burke said, because um, he was playing in the KHL in the, in the Russian League, and he made reference to when you play on the big ice, you're, as a goalie, your your stats are skewed a little bit. It's... Uh, it's a lot easier for a team to defend you to defend on the big ice. You wouldn't really think that. You'd think there'd be more room to, to, to do things. But on the smaller surface with highly skilled players, things just happen way faster. Like everyone, I hate to say it, but we can't wait to see Connor playing on big ice and <laughs> at World Championships or Olympics or things like that. But it's actually a lot harder to, to, to get things done because things ha- actually happen a little bit slower and uh, you can you see things develop a lot quicker and it's a lot easier to do that so and as a goalie um you the shots come from different angles that you do have to get used to but it, it is a lot easier game i found really yeah and were there fewer shots <clears throat> oh yeah like um the thing with with a surface that big like you uh if a guy doesn't knows he's not going to score from a certain spot he's not going to shoot it right so especially in sweden sweden's a swedes play a little bit different it's more of a like a, a football game like a puck control game where sometimes you would uh you would your team wouldn't touch the puck for two minutes because they would they would rag it back and attack again and set up and and uh a lot different finn in when I played some exhibition games in Finland, I remember um, they played more North American. They were shooting the puck, okay. crashing the net. They they played a, a little bit different style. And then um, when I played in Germany and things like that, they, I mean, it was such a mishmash of 
of import, so it was more of a North American game too. Okay, but were like, are, are, were the Swedes when you played? Were they? I mean, they're looking for an open net goal. They're looking for a tap in before yeah, they take a shot. That, almost that's basically it. There was unless they they yeah it was like open cage. They didn't shoot the puck. We uh, we actually played our 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 general manager. His name was Matt Sveltine. He actually developed that torpedo system. I know no one's going to know what that is, but uh, we played a completely different style, which was more of a forward checking. It was really different. Like the centerman basically becomes a defenseman, and okay. and the the two wingers are the torpedoes that go, and one D man kind of becomes a, a winger slash offensive defenseman. So it's almost like a two two one <laughs> yeah, four check. Yeah, okay. it's, it's really weird. And actually, well, on that team that year, my. Uh, a name everyone knows as uh, Nicholas Kronval. He was 20 at that and played on my team, and he was like the the libro, the the demon that would that would run. Really? And, yeah. And to this day, like he was just really scrawny, like just a beanpole, and, but he still hit like that. And I couldn't believe, because I mean, on it's hard enough to hit a guy on small ice with those perfect hits, but he did that on the big ice as a 20 year old. And it, he just exploded, guys. It was helmets, gloves, shin pads everywhere. It was, you knew that he, Detroit had something special with him. And it was always funny in Sweden because they loved Detroit. Like, the only NHL games you could watch in Sweden were Detroit games. Half is because, like, all Lidstrom and right. all those guys and, and stuff. But they, they just, the, it was like their other national team. If, oh, right. yeah like they I think they wished it was like they they wore like golden golden blue and wore the three kroner because they just loved the Red Wings there was always I remember seeing uh, seeing ads for flights to Detroit to go watch the Red Wings play that's was, amazing yeah oh wow so they're gonna love the Oilers if Ken Holland does come here then oh yeah we'll get a lot of Swedish people here get a lot of Swedish people <laughs> coming come to see Ken Holland well they'll just be watching him in the press box they won't even watch the game uh so the so the torpedo system. So was that more dump it in and chase it down? Then yeah, like, did most teams like to try to carry it in or loop back? We it was, yeah, it was a puck pursuit kind of. We would dump it in and, and go after it with those two wingers and well, try to create havoc, get them trapped in the neutral zone and reattack. So okay, yeah. And did teams figure it out after a while? Well, yeah, everyone else played the kind of standard way. We played that way. We did all right. We got to the semifinals that day. We had a good team, but um, yeah, it, there were holes in it. But that's what I—that's <laughs> what I was there for. Right, you were there to stop all the holes. And if you went to the semifinals, you had pretty good goaltending. Yeah, that was a good year. I had a lot of fun. Okay, and is that the year? Oh, good save there. That's nice. That was, I, I mean, it changed direction, but he had to reach back and grab it. Uh, 4-1 Carolina. Islanders came close. McElhinney. I mean, they've had to change goalies, and they're still winning. Carolina. It's insane. That's uh, all you need is a, it's too bad he's so, well, how old is he? 30. I think he's 30. Oh, I had 30 this the other day. 4? I think at least. Yeah, that's too bad. If he's 27, he can milk this for another seven years. <laughs> <laughs> Curtis McLean is 35. 35. He turns oh. 36 on May 23rd. So if they go to the Stanley Cup final, yeah. he'll be 36. That, that'd be a great story. Okay, so you're playing in Sweden. Sorry, which team were you with again? Uh, they were. It was your garden is, is the name of the team. And, we were right in Stockholm. Yeah, you are right in Stockholm. And, uh, yeah, you played uh, 42. You had 42 appearances that year, 12 more in the playoffs. And that was the year you were the bad boy 
the oh, Swedish yeah. goaltenders, I guess. Yeah. Because you fought. On that team, I have two records. <laughs> I have longest shutout minutes and the only goalie ever to fight. That's my claim to fame in Sweden. <laughs> okay. I was, I was. Both good stories. Yeah, they uh, they actually gave me Player of the Year for that. So not the shutout, the fight. <laughs> <laughs> the team or the league? The team. The, the team. team gave, yeah, I got the trophy at home. I, it's great. I show my kid that he doesn't care. <laughs> okay, well, you mentioned the shutouts. I mean, that's significant. How many? How long was the shutout? Um, I think it was two games. To like, uh, it. I let in a goal. Um, in the beginning of a game real quick and then I sh- we uh, that was the I think it was one of the game six of the first round and then I shut them out the rest we won game seven and then I I had shut out the next team and then they scored the next game so about so, 100 over yeah, 120 yeah, minutes so, so. yeah okay so. pretty impressive now, yeah it worked out fighting in a league where it's got to be a little more foreign than here yeah. maybe a lot more <laughs> you gotta Swedes really ran the goalies I found a lot and I well I was I wasn't the calm guy that you have before you now. I I I lost it <laughs> a little bit here and there and and uh there was in Europe you have like the derby games where you play your rival a lot of the time mm-hmm. and we were playing Lexan which is like for any Swedish hockey fans they're like the Toronto Maple Leafs of Sweden like so their fans would go everywhere. And we were playing Lexan in Stockholm, and that was they're cl- really close too. So, and we play in that old the Globe Arena where they do the when they have games. The NHL plays in Sweden. That's right. the same rink, right? Yeah. So it's a big rink, and it gets pretty loud. And they were, uh, you can actually watch this on YouTube. Like there's uh, there's documented footage of this, so <laughs> you could just uh, <laughs> put engage fight, and it should pop up. Oh, okay. Um, the uh, but uh, yeah, I I was consistently run that game, and it finally uh, had enough. And the old uh, the old Bruce Banner came out, and and the the I, I've told this story before, but the uh, the thing is, I fought this guy, and I didn't realize he was eighteen or nineteen at the time, and and. Uh, the next day, because it was three games before the playoffs, and so I was all, I was worried, oh, geez, am I going to get suspended? And uh, so the next day I'm going to the rink, and I, I, I didn't have a car because the I just uh, I took the took the train to the rink every day so I'm on the train and those like metro newspapers or whatever they're uh, everyone's reading the newspapers on the way to work and I had actually I went to school in Sweden I, I had in my contract I wanted to kind of learn the language so I was taking classes at night and I look up and and there's a picture of me with like my teeth gritting and I'm throwing a punch at this kid <laughs> and it says crazy Canadian goalie and I'm like oh my gosh and I bury my head in my uh, in my hands and I'm worried because there's thousands of people on this train and I'm sitting down and I look up and there's this little old Swedish lady right across from me and it was it was like out of a movie she lowers the paper looks at me looks back at the paper looks up at me and gets up and changes seats <laughs> so but i only got 3 games and uh yeah most of the swedish guys said that and that you're done you might as well just go home that that doesn't happen that doesn't <laughs> happen <amazing>. here <laughs> uh, but it was that was a lot of fun stockholm it was a gr- it's a great city wow what a great city and yeah. great people it was fun because they in Sweden, I mean, there's only nine million of them, and everything's subtitled, 
so TV and movies are great to go watch because <laughs> they're all in English. But <laughs> you, like, I was, I would try to speak. I would murder Swedish to people anywhere, restaurants, like supermarkets, stores, and they'd always respond back to me in English because they could all speak English, and uh, it was really nice. Like, they, and they they loved the fact that I tried their language. Right, right. they thought that was the best. So. Joaquin, I, thanks for being so generous with your time. We're going to have to do this again. Oh, yeah, Love man. having you on the show. Great perspective uh, on the Oilers and goaltending and, and incredible stories as well. We actually didn't get that many hockey questions for you coming in on the text line. <laughs> yeah. But we got a lot of people saying, Joaquin, you make sure you get northern chicken from Reed. Oh, okay. Like that's already been handled. Yeah, no, you have I've, the GCs. I've got that. So I was going to keep that hush-hush, Reed. My wife was, well, I was going to go there solo. <laughs> but, uh, okay, honey, it's chicken that. night, I guess. Yes, it's going to be chicken night tonight or, or pretty soon. And uh, so you're in, uh, you mentioned you're with Shaw. You are, And so yeah. you're, you're kind of I'm uh, lying yeah, low. My, my, my Check out LinkedIn. My resume's up there. <laughs> if anyone's wants some good stories, and uh, I'm I'm also pretty good uh, on the on the team hockey team too. I, oh, you're doing uh, hockey helps the homeless. Next uh, week. Yeah, you can uh, you can come and scout this uh, next week and see if I'm a perfect fit for your team. <laughs> <laughs> That's incredible, Joaquin. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks, buddy. It is seven eighteen. Inside Sports on six thirty. Chad. Listening to Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins on Edmonton Sports Leader, 630 Chan. Well, that was a lot of fun to have Joaquin Gage in studio. We had Mark Spector on the show earlier about uh, his article on sports.ca about uh, Ken Holland being, uh, in, well, close. You know, in discussions to take the Edmonton Oilers general manager job. So that's a story we'll obviously follow into next week. Dave Campbell will be uh, sitting in on Inside Sports next week, so have some fun with him. I'm going to be on holidays. Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening. Kellen, how are you doing? Doing great, Reed. I hope you have fun on your holidays. You enjoy that with Joaquin? That was great. we yeah. got to get him in again for sure. We'll have him again. Very, very good perspective. A lot of great stories. Love talking to him for sure. 4-1 Carolina. Six and a half minutes left in the third. They are going to sweep the New York Islanders, barring something historic. By the way, is to, by the way, is today the anniversary of uh, Game Five? I think it is. Uh, Oilers Ducks Game Five. Yes. Well, yeah. it, it started on May third, and it ended on May fourth. Right. At least Edmonton time might have, might have still been. Uh, yeah, it was May third. Yeah. There you go. Sorry to bring that up, everybody. Well, thanks, Reed. I wouldn't have forgot about that unless you brought it up. <laughs> oh no, my mistake. It was me. It was uh, it was May fifth. Oh, okay. It so was this May, weekend. It was May fifth. Yeah. So forget I said that. Sunday. <laughs> we'll people will still Sunday. be mad I brought it up. That's okay. Hey, uh, I didn't get to see you yesterday, Kellen. I was at Commonwealth Stadium for mm-hmm. the uh, draft, the CFL draft. The Eskimos took. Matthew Betts, third overall, two-time Vanier Cup champion out of Laval, defensive lineman, uh, the U Sports Male Athlete of the Year for 2018. Currently with the Chicago Bears, so not sure if he's going to be with the Eskimos this year, but a, a really good young player. Here's general manager Brock Sunderland. First thing is his quickness off the ball. He wins a lot of matches right at the snap. Uh, he's 
got a high, high motor. Uh, he's relentless, and he's got a skill set and a repertoire of passer schmoes. He can use speed to power. He can spin. Like I said, he can win off the ball. Uh, we call it boring the corner where you dip your shoulder, you lean, and you close on the quarterback. And it wasn't just at the U-sport level. When he was down in the All-Star Games in the U.S., he was beating pretty good American tackles down there too. So we certainly think his game translates to the CFL. Was he the guy that you wanted? Was there a little sense of relief when he didn't go at number two? We were ready. We had, you know, pick a number three. We, we had a, a list of, we had two players that were targeting. I won't say who the other guy is, but he was, he was the number one guy on our board. So when you get the number one player in the draft, in your opinion, at number three, you take it. All right, a little bit there from Brock Sunderland, the general manager of your Edmonton Eskimos. So uh, Matthew Betts, third overall out of Laval. Kyle Saxlett, offensive lineman from UNLV. He joined us on the show last night, was very excited. He is one of those, well, I mean, some people in the CFL joke, he's one of those fake Canadians. His uh, mother is Canadian. He had never been to Canada before the CFL scouting combine, so he was taken uh, 12th overall. Peter Sender, fullback, went 32nd overall to the Eskimos. Uh, another defensive lineman later on, Evan Marchabroda, out of uh, Saskatchewan. And uh, you can get the full list on 630ched.com. Sunderland said they didn't really have a glaring need. Yeah, I mean, obviously you want guys that you think can step into play right away if need be. And, but we did feel we went in the draft without a glaring need. We didn't go and think we have to have this particular p- position or else. You know, one position we did target, and we actually had, had a high grade on as a tight end from Grand Valley State. You know, that's a position that we're getting a little older there. We've been a little nicked up. So that was one position that we did flag and said, hey, if there's a guy that fits. But again, it had to be the value. And truth be told, we had him with a much higher grade and we kind of thought he was a little unknown so we were holding our breath a little bit and, and when we got him where we did we were thrilled all right brock sunderland and again get more on 630ched.com western hockey league championship series is underway and nine minutes into the first period the vancouver giants has have jumped out to a two nothing lead on the prince albert raiders uh holt and ploof the goal scorers in that game of course the raiders favored an incredible regular season they knocked off the edmonton oil kings in the east final but the giants get the jump tonight two nothing well about eight and a half minutes into the first period on uh, that one you can text 630 our phone number 780-496-0063 i got to give the uh quick mention here thanks to elite promotional marketing for presenting the 630 ched mvp Earlier this week, we uh, featured Mackenzie Kordick and Dan Auchenberg from the three-time SO Cup champion, St. Albert Slash. They were this week's 630 Ched. Well, the team really was the 630 Ched MVP. Also featured on Global News this past Tuesday. You can find the video on the MVP section of 630Ched.com, and the MVP gets Under Armour Apparel, courtesy Elite Promotional Marketing. You can nominate someone by firing me an email, insidesports at 630Ched.com. All right, we've had a fun show. A couple more in-studio guests coming up, and uh, these two gentlemen have played a game you have probably played, but did you know that there is a league and that there are national rankings in table hockey? Yes, and there's an event coming up in Edmonton this weekend, so we will fill you in on that when we get back. Inside Sports on 630 
subscribe to the Inside Sports Podcast. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you find your podcasts. This is 630 Chad Inside Sports. Well, the Islanders get one. It will not be enough. 5-2 Carolina leading the Islanders in the final minute of the third period. The Carolina Hurricanes will advance to the Eastern Conference Final. St. Louis and Dallas just getting underway. And I mentioned that WHL game now six and a half minutes left in the first period of Game 1 of the Championship Series. Giants leading the Raiders 2-0 in Prince Albert. My name is Reed Wilkins. Thanks a lot for tuning in tonight. All right, well, this is going to be a fun segment to take you into the weekend. And you might recognize the voice of one of the guys here because he's a regular caller to Overtime Open Line. And I think and I think sometimes inside sports, uh, we're going to get to know his last name. But he is just Mark when he calls. In. It is Mark Laurie. Mark, good to see you. It's very nice to see you, Reed. Great to meet you in person after your calls over the years. I know you're one of the more patient Oilers fans, and you always try to be optimistic despite <laughs> some of the results. <laughs> you know what? I, uh, I I would say I'm I'm reasonably patient. I, I've got some opinions on the whole GM search, which I, I probably won't share right now. We'll do it uh, next time. I'll call. probably call in next time and, and add that. But no, I mean, the... That's the only way you can run an organization. Impatience, it will not uh, it will not work in professional sports. Yeah. That's how you get bad contracts well, signed. And that's the thing for the new guy. It's, it's going to be day zero for him. So to think he's going to overhaul the team between, say, next Friday and September 15th. Before, <laughs> like, no, it's going to take, it's gonna take two. I, I was saying, whoever it is, and I, some people already hate Holland or whoever, it's two years before we know how he's done. Bare minimum. Kent Richter is also in studio. Kent, how's it going? Very good. Thank you very much for having us. Now, the reason we are having these guys in, and I, I am so glad, Mark, you got in touch with me, well, a while ago and said, would you ever would you ever do this? And I said, yeah, I would do it. And then you started telling me more about it. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I, I had no idea. You guys are with the Edmonton Table Hockey League, which is incredible because I had no idea there was a league. How long has it been going? Uh, it's been going, uh, this is probably our 14th or 15th year, and um, it started from uh, some guys from Vancouver were running a, a tournament here in Edmonton, um, which was at Boston Pizza on Jasper Ave, and um, from that, some guys kind of said, hey, anybody you know want to start forming a league, here's the contact information, and, and that's how we started back, you know, about, I think it was 14 or 15 years ago. Wow. Okay, which is interesting because... That's, you know, already after the turn of the century, so we speak. And this is a very, let's face it, it's a very analog game in a digital world. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> how many guys are in the league? Well, I shouldn't say guys. It's not, doesn't have to be a man, but how many people are in the league? Um, I think we got probably around 30-ish this year, of which on a given league meeting, we call them, which is our how we play, um, there's usually about 15 or 20 that show up on any given week. Okay. And Mark, how does it work? Does everybody go to a central location to play their games, or will we play all our games uh, out of a sports bar, Shank Sports Bar on the West End? Um, uh, we meet there typically every two to three weeks. Um, this year has been mainly three weeks to four weeks, uh, but we play uh, nine weeks in the season, and then our tenth week is our playoffs. Okay. 
and which just happens <laughs> to be taking place this Sunday again at Shanks uh, at 11:45. So you know, if anybody actually wanted to come and check that out, uh, we should be playing anywhere from 11:45 to three, or maybe as late as 4 p.m. Just come in, watch, ask questions. You're always welcome. Now, is there a Tampa Bay going into these playoffs ripe for an upset? Kent, is it you? Uh, I hope not, but you never know. (laughs) So tell me a little bit about, um, I don't know if this would even be, this might bug you guys. Like when I, when I was a kid, I I used to call it lever hockey. A lot of people know that there's bubble hockey. What's the actual surface? Like what, describe the... So what, the, what the game we play on is like the old 70s and 80 games from Coleco. Okay, just, yep, okay. just an updated version of that. Small, like you know, basically like a child's toy, for lack of better description. Uh, it's made from uh, a Swedish brand called Stiga. Okay, And right. they're, they're available at, uh, I think Toys R Us handles them, and I think... Mastermind Toys Mastermind as well. Mastermind Toys, I think there's a couple, and you can, of course you can always get them online. Right, so it's, yeah. an, it's, it's not covered. No, it's not no, covered. Right. There's there's actually like plexiglass along the boards. Yeah, okay. This is know. similar to so, what I would have had as a kid. So the, the pucks fly everywhere. And, and yeah, the players are kind of have a lane. The the players have a track they a follow. A track, right. That's right. And they're they're 3D like molded plastic. Oh, they're so, 3D. So okay. they're, not a, they're not a flat blade like the old 70s, 80s. That's what thing. I had, yeah. They're, they're more of an actual guy kind of in a shooting position type stance. Yeah. And because of that, the one leg kind of sticks out from the the peg and you can use that to control the puck with is it uh, are the games timed or is it a race to a certain number of goals five minutes timed all right so what's a usual what's a typical finals is it a three two league guys it, it is, it, it, is it's a, it, it can be a three two league yeah it's a that's not a you know a, a, a typical score there for sure yeah okay you know, and sometimes you know there's obviously there's some routes like eight one and stuff but yeah there's a lot of a lot know, of like one goal one, games a lot of one goal games <laughs> mark I'll, i want to ask both of you this question mark I'll, I'll start with you how did you uh like how do you get involved and stay involved with table ho- hockey that no I'm going to get to your you both have national rankings that are pretty impressive but how did this become something that you're so heavily involved in and so passionate about because you know for a lot of people it's it, it's probably a side thing something to do every once in a while you guys are really serious about it well we, you know we are professional table hockey players it's very lucrative um, <laughs> not at all lucrative no I mean it's it, it's a hobby like I think like most people like yourself um I started playing this when I was a kid. So, I mean, I started playing this in the 70s and early 80s, and we played on the old Coleco. It's the old flat one. And then from there, I don't know if a lot of people remember the Gretzky game, but that game came out in the 90s, I believe, late 80s, early 90s. And that's how I played. Well, I stopped playing for years. And I heard a gentleman on a different station, uh, Reggie Stefanishin. He's the president of the ETHL. He's the one that makes it all happen with the help of uh, some other gentlemen in the league and um, I heard him and I think it was right about the lockout time actually and um, I just had it in the back of my mind and then my brother mentioned he goes you know there's a there's a Stiegel table hockey league here in in uh, Edmonton he goes we should check it out so they have an annual tournament that takes place in middle of September every year and my brother and I went down there and we talked to Reggie and, you know, probably talked to Kent and a few of the other players and uh, the rest was history. We joined the league and uh, I just love playing it. 
it's a, it's a fun game. I mean, you know, most of the players in our league are uh, of a certain vintage, and uh, <laughs> because I mean, a lot of the younger players, we do have some younger players, but a lot of the younger people now have played video games. That's what they sure. grew up with. I mean, I remember playing the first video game, and I played it. Well, a lot of the people that are younger didn't play that. They played something a lot right. more high-end than that. So, I mean, this to me is 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 my video game. And uh, I really enjoy it, and that's why I play it. And and the fact that I'm chasing uh, this gentleman here beside me and, and Reggie, that's what makes it fun for me. Kent, well, what about you? What got you and kept you involved? Well, like, like so many in our league, we used to play when we were young. And um, you know, when I first seen it, I thought, okay, that, that you know, I used to do that. Let's let's see what we can do in this. And uh, you know, it's it's a big learning curve. And thankfully, at that time, we had a lot of guys in our league that were willing to practice and and spend time, you know, on the game with each other. And um, you know, it just it just developed from there. And I I think you know one of the big things for for me for it is just the the competition. Mm-hmm. I I love I love competing, and I, I think. Nothing shows you um, how yourself are is the competition does. You know, you're, you're always, no matter what thing you, you play, the competition will always get your heart racing a little bit more. And, and it's, just, it's just so much fun to, to see how good you really are and can be. Is there fighting? <laughs> I know. <laughs> no, no, there's no fighting, but uh, there's a, sometimes people get a little angry in our league, which right. I'm included, and do some stuff like throw some pucks around and stuff, but <laughs> no actual fighting so far. Mark Laurie and Kent Richter in studio from the Edmonton Table Hockey League. Mark, you are ranked number 11 in Canada? Yes. Which yeah. is good. Not as good as this other guy. I got to defer. <laughs> Kent, you are the number one ranked table hockey player in the country correct i i have been number one since uh september after our tournament here um because this year it was uh considered the north american championships okay which um in the world ranking things takes it to kind of a next level tournament and because of that we got you know more points than we're used to getting here at our tournament in edmonton and that was enough to pass the guy uh, ahead of me and i think i'm in front of him by like 22 points or something now which is and this is for canada or the world this is for canada so yeah so just just so you okay we can put this in perspective yeah, this is cool number one in canada i am now currently 310th in the world what yeah <laughs> okay what country or countries has all the so that would be russia latvia Finland, Sweden, Norway, uh, Czechoslovakia. So how come we're not leaders in table hockey? (laughs) We are not leaders in in table hockey because this is a huge problem in Canada. We're just too big. So So you can't play the top It's the travel expenses. It's the, you know, those guys over there, every weekend there's a a tournament of some caliber. They hop on a $29 train ride, stay in the hostel. For $75, you've got yourself a table hockey tournament. For myself, it's a $500 airfare, you know, a rental car, you know, $200, $300 on hotel rooms, and all of a sudden it's a $1,000 tournament, you know. And that, that it's just, it's playing. You got you got to play, guys. You go over there, you see moves you've never seen, you don't know how to defend them. They've seen everything you can possibly bring at them. Really? It's, it's just, you know, I, I think I told Mark this story a few times that one of my favorite stories was I went to Sweden to play in the Swedish Masters. So I'm there, I'm... 
I'm getting ready for my first game. I was about maybe 400th in the world at the time. I'm playing this guy ranked 11 or 1200th. I'm thinking, okay, I should have a good shot against this guy. I look up, he's probably about 65 years old. He says, you know, welcome to Sweden. Thanks for coming out. And we drop the puck and it goes over to his right winger and he fires it into the net, into my net. I'm like, okay, that, you know, maybe lucky shot. I don't know. So I drop the puck again, goes around for maybe 20 seconds over to his right winger, boom, into my net again. So the problem being is I don't understand how he's shooting it. So how can I possibly come up with a defense for it if I don't really understand where he's shooting it from? Well, anyway, he ended up winning 8-2, but honestly, it probably could have been worse than that. That's amazing. Yeah, and that was that's a, a, a kind of comparison. So even though the guy's ranked 1100th, he probably just plays in a few little tournaments in Sweden, maybe with a couple other guys, you know, in his home little town, and so he, he never gets the ranking points. Jeez. And yeah. then you have that's the fifteen-year-olds that that you know. Then you have the fifteen-year-olds yes. that that play all the time, and you know they're they're ranked twentieth in the world, yeah. and they just des- they just destroy you. Like I mean, they just have fun with you. Basically. Like in a five-minute game, in a five-minute game, they could run it up seconds. to whatever they wanted. Yeah, really. Yeah, I played number one in the in the world at the time in in Las Vegas. Jacob Lindell, he was from Sweden, and he could literally pass the puck from any player to any player knew exactly how your defense was going to react, which lane that was going to open up. He spent like a minute making like passes right, like tape to tape for lack of a better term. And I'm like moving my rods back and forth trying to defend this. And then after a minute he said, okay, I'll, you know, I'll score. And like he beat me for nothing, but in reality it, it could have been whatever he wanted it to be. You know, there, there was no chance I was going to stop anything of his. That is amazing. Yeah. The guys get can control it to that extent. Yeah, and, that's, and that's why playing in tournaments, not only here in North America, but all over the world, is so much fun. So how do you practice then? I mean, you just must have to play as many good guys as possible. That's that's the that's the best way to do it. Yeah. And unfortunately, you basically you're only going to get as good as the guys you're playing but playing with or against. You know, because you're like, well, that move works against that guy, and then you go to a tournament and. Like, like you don't even get the puck to your centerman because the guy's seen it already. He knows exactly what you're going to do. And meanwhile, he's got 10 moves that you've never seen in your life before. And it's like, okay, well, how do I stop him? So if I don't even understand how he's passing it or, or like, you know, what position the puck's coming from. Or So where have you guys <laughs> played either gone together or separately inter- internationally? Because you have traveled to play in tournaments. Yes, I have. Just this gentleman. Can't ask. So I, I've been across North America, basically. Yeah. There used to be a big tournament in Vegas. Uh, Boston, Hartford. There's still a tournament in Chicago, uh, Detroit, and then in Canada, Toronto and Montreal are the t- are the two big ones. And then overseas, I've been to four World Championships in uh, Moscow, and then Budapest, Hungary, Turku, Finland, and Stavanger, Norway. And then I also played in uh, the S- the Swedish tournament that's in Stockholm, mm-hmm. and I went to a tournament in Switzerland. So are the are the World Championships? I I imagine just a huge Expo hall or convention yeah, they're, they're centers usually with in tables a like a hotel conference room. Right, and they usually for the open division, usually between about a hundred and say hundred and thirty players, because you're only allowed to send the top eight from each country. Oh, okay. So you're going over there, and basically everybody you're facing is like in the you know, like top, probably world hundred. And then some of the lesser countries, they're more like Canada, you know, down in the two or three hundreds. So those are the games you have to 
try your best to win because the, the number like the top 100 guys you're, you're basically not touching them really Half how many time. games were you guaranteed in the in the world um usually i would say you get um first round robin of about 30 and then probably another say 25 ish so oh, you're, you're playing tons of games so like I, I think i ended up playing 107 games one year Oh wow! Oh, this is over three days. Over, over three, three days. days. Yeah, over three and, but they're days. only five. They're five minute games. They have team competitions, and there's a, a veterans category now. Okay. And so there's an open which anybody's allowed to play in. So it's 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 serious business. And like, for instance, Russia, they actually kind of have, I, I mean, maybe not go as far as saying they have coaches, but they actually do video like analysis and and watch people this center is moves and. And like it's it's big over in Russia. There, there's some money involved in it over there, so that's why the number you know one player right now is from Russia. Kent Richter, number one ranked Canadian table hockey player in studio, along with Mark Laurie, who is number eleven. They're both from Edmonton and from the Edmonton Table Hockey League. So Shanks, your playoff Sunday at eleven forty-five, going to go for at least three to four hours yeah and people can just wander in and watch if sure. they want and, absolutely and check it out. they're and, welcome to and if people want to find out more online mark or they can call me directly um i guess i'm the communications director okay <laughs> for the ethl you um, have a website though because i don't know people might be driving i might not be able to take your number down we we have a website it's not updated that often but it's a ethl.ca so EdmontonTableHockeyLeague.ca. ETHL.ca. Yeah, and there, there is a contact uh, email on there for uh, Reggie, which is uh, Reggie... Uh, He's the president. ReggieJ44 at Hotmail.com. ReggieJ44 yeah, yeah. at As hotmail. in Reggie Jackson. That's his, oh, nice. That's, that's, his, that's his, <laughs> his... He was a big Reggie Jackson fan, so... Yeah. Well, I really appreciate you guys coming in because I, I learned a lot during this interview, and I you really surprised me, Kent, when you said you're number one in Canada and 310 in the world. Yeah, it's... it's I... I I figured it would be played in pockets of the globe, but I didn't realize <laughs> that other countries would be that prolific at it. Yeah. Not that Canadians aren't, because you're still pretty good, but so when you go to Worlds, you don't have any expectation of no, getting no. I, I, getting gold. Like I just hope to, you know, win maybe a, you know, ten games or something. Mark, have you gone to Worlds? I have not, not gone yet. yet. You will. At some point in time, I, I do plan on going to Toronto and Montreal and get down to Anaheim and, and play in some of those tournaments just because I enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we have, again, we have a tournament coming up in September. You know, if somebody's not able to uh, make it out and see us uh, this weekend, I, you know, we'd love it if you'd come out in September and watch or, or participate. Uh, it's September 14th. It uh, takes place at West Edmonton Mall, usually just outside of the, uh, the bay on their main stage. Oh, nice. And I mean, we do have, like, our league is, is um, it's got uh, several different categories. Everybody, everybody plays everybody. But then uh, after that, depending on your wins and losses, you get, you know, some are in Group A, some are in, in Group B, tier. some yeah. are in Group C. So, you know, it's, it's not like you're, if you're playing the number one table hockey <laughs> player in Canada, you know, you're, you're you don't taking, have to play him seven times. You don't have <laughs> to, you know, take that beating seven times over. Once is good enough. And, you know, he's, is it pretty gentlemanly, though? Absolutely. Like, Kent, you must know there I, must I, be some people you play that you know you could blow out. Yeah, there, there is. And, and sometimes, uh, uh, let's go with, you know, you, yourself gets the better of you and you don't <laughs> mind piling up a few but I, I often find it leads to trying new things and and the best uh, time to do that is in a game where you may have a you know say a what you think is a safe lead and you, you try new things and hopefully at some point 
you get comfortable enough doing those when it's you know you're down by one goal or it's right. one one or something, you know, because you, you don't know how they work in a game situation unless you try them in a game situation. Guys, thanks so much for coming, and this is cool. Uh, so the playoffs at Shank starting at 11.45 Sunday. It is the Edmonton Table Hockey League. Mark Laurie and Kent Richter in studio. Thanks so much, guys. Thank, Thank you, you very, very much, much Reed. It's great. You're listening to 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Good to have you tuning in tonight. Wow, wow, what a fun show. We had uh, Joaquin Gage in studio. We were talking about Oilers GM news with Mark Spector, and we just had Mark and Kent in from the Edmonton Table Hockey League, and uh, I learned a lot. Hopefully you did too. That was pretty fun. Uh, this texture says, uh, bubble hockey or real table hockey? Yes, it is not bubble hockey. It is table hockey. It is actual table hockey. They were the texter probably missed the beginning of that interview, but they did. Uh, they did clarify that it is table hockey. I used to call it lever hockey when I was a kid. Right. But uh, table hockey. Uh, Vic texting in. He says, "I can't believe I just sat for 20 minutes to hear a conversation on table hockey. Well done, guys. Thanks, Vic." Another texter says, "I just looked at a 30-second YouTube video. It looks awesome." So there you go. We introduced you to uh, maybe something new tonight. That's always fun here on Inside Sports. Will the Edmonton Oilers have a new general manager? Well, I think soon. I don't think it'll happen in the next three days, but uh, after I'd say starting Tuesday, it'll get more likely every day. We'll keep you covered on that on Oilers Now from noon to 2 and Inside Sports from 6 to 8. I'm going to be away next week. Dave Campbell will be sitting in, so have fun with Dave. Thanks to Kellen Kennedy, our studio producer this evening, and, of course, Dave is the producer of Inside Sports as well. WHL 2-0, Giants leading the Raiders after the first period in Game 1 of the final the Hurricanes advance, sweeping the Islanders 5-2 early in the first. Dallas already up 1-0 on St. Louis. Spezza with his third of the postseason. Have a great weekend, everybody. We'll talk to you soon. Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 630 Chad.